Mas a nossa reza persiste Resiste Espera Espera Alright everybody, you're listening to Come Wander With Me. I'm Morgan. I'm Dylan. Hi. And this is the second part of our first movie that we're doing for our Queer Wolves um, uh, series that we're doing for uh, Pride. And uh, yeah, so uh, if you listen to part one, you know that we're talking about the 2018 movie Good Manners. And that it was directed by Marco Doltra. In uh, Juliana Rojas, and um, the cast is uh, Isabel Zua, and and uh, that's Cl- Clara, I believe, and then uh, Marjorie Estiano, who plays Anna, and Miguel Lobo, uh, which we did not talk about in the first episode because he wasn't born yet. <laughs> he plays uh, the baby uh, werewolf, uh, which uh, is what we're gonna uh, going to now. So if you remember from our last episode, we left off. Um, talking about uh, the doctor prescribing um, Anna sedatives after she went and she said that she wasn't feeling very well. Um, she, the doctor just gave her sedatives and sent her home. And then um, that night, uh, she sends Clara to the store to pick up uh, a, a, kind of an unusual dish. So she would know that she would have a hard time finding it or maybe mm-hmm. that it would take her a little bit longer. Uh, so she said, uh, I think roasted pine nuts is what they were saying. Um so, uh, yeah, so Anna goes to the store, and then on the way back, you sort of see um, there's, like, fireworks in the distance, and Anna uh, has the way she's dressed is, like, a... Did we ever figure out what that celebration was that, that no, called for I the fireworks? No, I think it was a festival. So, I think the reason they have the festival is to show that, I think, um, the night the baby was born. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, if it, that it would fall around the same time every year that you would kind of see... Um, you really see the passage of time. Yeah. 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 So when um, uh, Clara comes back to the apartment, Anna screaming, Clara runs to the room. Anna is uh, having just really. Yeah. But you, you did you t- say that she took like a million sedatives? Um, had she taken them at that point? Do you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. So at that point, yeah. yeah, she took like a bunch of sedatives. I don't uh, know if it was I supposed think... to be a suicide attempt or. I mean, it's got to be. She took like. She took at least like 12 or something. And then because I thought that uh, initially I thought that uh, she sent Clara out to get the pine nuts because she wanted to hunt for me. But it seemed like she wanted to to maybe kill herself. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah, you're right. I didn't I didn't think about that up until this point. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that's sort of what the thing is. Uh, just I think she realized that it was not going to end up well. Um, and I think what she was trying to do is maybe um Cause just because I think she knew what was happening, and maybe she was trying to take the baby out as well. Uh, maybe she wasn't, um, you know, like like just because she knew that it was just going to be an issue, or that the baby could be violent. Um, right. Well, because she yeah. she did tell that story like about that, the werewolf kinda, priest. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, she might have known more than yeah. she. Yeah. As Anna is sort of, you know, fading away on the bed, just sort of not responsive. Um, uh, Clara runs to get the phone to call somebody, uh, and as soon call as the that doctor, happens, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. she's trying to call the doctor, and as soon as that happens, the the baby just sort of like tears through uh, Anna's 
uh, stomach and uh, just tears through completely and just walks out <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it but it was just very violent just <laughs> it wasn't funny at all but the way you described it i know it. i knew i wasn't doing it in a very like sort of serious way I, i'm not very good at, at uh um very dramatic storytelling but it really just rips through it was very very um it was very jarring it was very bloody very uh very violent and graphic the yeah. way that the baby ripped through uh her stomach yeah the way so he there's did. trails of blood there's white sheets obviously so they're stained in blood as well and uh, so Clara is just like, How, why the fuck didn't I just get out of this what I could? <laughs> this is just no, ridiculous. I, I don't, no, I don't think that's what she was thinking. I just, I would be thinking. That I think she was, was thinking me. a lot of things, actually. It's just so much. Yeah. So she's just like, all right, I gotta, this is just not good. And uh, well, she was heartbroken. What did she even do? Yeah. Cause, cause she, so Anna was her like partner essentially at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, so she lost her and now there's the baby and the baby she sees is just covered in furs, got fangs. It's got those like bright orange eyes that she would get when she well, would go also, to her episodes. I'm not as familiar with the alien films. I don't, I've seen a few. Uh, oh yeah. But it felt like, like a sequence in alien where, yeah, where, where, where like they like crawl through. Is it from the through sequel? The skin. Is um, it from, it was it the dynamic it was, bride remake? No, I thought it was in the original I think it was one. in both. Was it? Yeah. When, when, uh, the alien kind of g- comes through the person's body and, and right, rips yeah. their skin open yeah. it, it felt very similar to to that kind of thing except god probably even more graphic mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so there's a whole whole thing and then uh it's it's very gru- gruesome and violent and so yeah so the so what clara decides to do is just like she knows that anna is not going to make it so she leaves her in her apartment and she collects some things that were important to well i no, i think she watches her die and kisses her on the lips after mm-hmm. she's dead and this is another sequence that feels very romeo and juliet yeah. again yeah yeah so it's sort of like star crest lovers or whatever um and then she collects uh things that were important to anna so like there's a music box that was her grandfather's uh there's a picture of her with her favorite horse i forgot the horse's name was um and um, just a, a bunch of little things. And I think she also packs her gun, um, you know, just in case. You always got to have that gun. Um, so, and then she doesn't know what to do with the baby. So it, it was going to turn into like a biblical story then because she was contemplating leaving the baby by the river. Didn't she even say that the name, that his name, the baby's name is Joel? Yeah. So, so well, she didn't got she that Didn't she say that from, was a biblical name? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, it was going to turn to the, the Moses story where she was going to be leave the baby by the riverside. And she does. So she, uh, she leaves the apartment. To. She has the baby wrapped up in a blanket. Mm-hmm. The wolf baby, who looks exactly like our littlest pup. Oh, yeah. Side note. Yeah, this wolf baby is literally my god. I am obsessed <laughs> with him. He is the cutest little werewolf baby ever. And he looks just like our new puppy, whose name is, is actually another monster name. If yeah. you, Loch Ness. That's yeah. our new puppy's name. Should we? Would it be a spoiler if we were to, uh, on social media, like on Instagram or something, do a side-by-side? of? The we got to do a side-by-side. Yeah. She really does just, look like him. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. So anyway, so yeah, so um, Clara just just like leaving that apartment is just a wreck, um, just a, a horrible, bloody mess. And, and you and, should talk about that song though, right? Yeah, and as this ha- this is happening, there's a a song sort of like a, a a song of warning, like a warning song, kind of the it, the landlady again. Is no, 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 no. It's it's a person. I just a person on the street, I believe, singing. Oh, singing oh no, and, you're right, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, there was a. Um, 
Uh, somebody, that comes later. That living, comes later. Yeah, yeah, living in the street, um, who uh, saw a lot of this sort of thing happening and and just from a distance, right? So she was singing, and then the music sort of fades into the background. You don't sort of notice it. It just sort of, like, sneaks up on you. Gosh, but the way that the songs are used, especially with uh, with music being so yeah. much more scarce at the beginning, yeah, it does feel very Wicker Man, very much like a musical, again, like a play, like a musical play. Um, and, 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 and they're ominous but songs, but they're so melodic even though there's right. a warning within they're, them they're ominous in this setting they're not by themselves i don't think but some of those like... lyrics are feel like a uh, precautionary right like, yeah yeah like yeah. warnings mm-hmm. yeah so there's this music in the background there's just like really sort of sad sort of mood and it's the middle of the night and then clara's got the baby wrapped up she's gonna uh leave it by the river and she does she leaves the baby by the, the river and then she starts walking away and I think there's a baby start crying or howling or something. It's some kind of sound that's not quite uh, yeah, so traditional for a baby as to soon, make. As soon as that happens, so Clara's got this sort of uh, need, I guess, uh, just to take care of people just because her whole life she's been taking care of people. So I think she that but sort also of instinct has, within herself, I think, just takes over maybe. She has this very specific draw to this child because this was her partner's baby. Exactly. And that yeah. had just died very, very tragically. Yeah. So she decides, all right, this I, I can't leave this baby by her by itself or by himself in the by the river. Um, so she picks up the child again and then just goes back home. Um and then uh yeah, so that's sort of the end of that storyline. Um, with that sort of very well um, actually i would say that's when that act ends and transitions into something else i'm not yeah. sure if this has two acts or three acts but i would say that definitely is feels like a pretty big separation in tone from one part of the movie to the next yeah, yeah. and 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 it, just like the music box being given it was her grandfather's mm-hmm. uh, uh on his grand yeah this film has this generational type tale where there's there's uh a bunch of this there's like it, there's a lot of things happening that go from from decade to decade, kind of. Or is that how do I say that? From Gen- era, era to era, generation or generation? Yeah, d- generation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then you you put on the list that you would die for this werewolf baby, I really and would. I was horrified by that werewolf baby. I, I I don't know what maybe maybe you all have to see it and and tell us what you think, but I thought that he was absolutely precious. Right. Um, I understand that he was unique looking and not uh. But that that's the thing. He he was so beautiful in his own right and such a I really do love dogs and werewolves and wolves and werewolf films. Um, and I thought that he was a, a precious baby and already embedded in his fur was was this tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And and so, yeah, so there was a sort of very um, dramatic sort of uh, tragic a story for this child and then um the next scene sort of like time passes right so there's like a, a something like seven years or how old is he god i don't he remember 10 he might have been i can't remember exactly i think his... it might have been 10 yeah Did so they about say? 10 years so like time passes quite a bit of time yeah clara uh looks um a lot different than she did um from uh, the beginning of the movie and then the the baby is just this really cute little kid. Um, oh, and, just a little angel baby. Yeah, just and darling. They were uh, doing aerobics in the in their living room in this her old tiny house that she lived in. 
um, they're doing the same video that um, that Anna was doing. Anna was doing. Gosh. Yeah, that made me cry um, for sure. I I was nonstop crying in this. <laughs> this I mean, it this movie is like a real roller coaster. Like it, there's no sort of like yeah yeah there's no sort of a pause to like the the heaviness of this. Uh, yeah, uh, but also s- simultaneously so it's a little so sweet. Yeah, so packed with love. It's so beautiful. So heartbreaking all at once. Such a such a very very um complex and intricately done film yeah no for sure it it, it it yeah just a whole range of emotions it's really nice um and yeah so and so the baby uh you start sort of noticing that the um i think it was that the landlady mentions at one point like uh oh give the baby some um, meat or whatever. He looks weak. Right, because Clara is raising him as a vegetarian. She doesn't... Yeah. She thinks that if he tries blood, he he might be very prone to, to violence. Yeah, and I think Clara might have been right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so, so, yeah, so the kid uh, has a birthday party, and I think he's got, like, a boring cake. Do they have a regular cake? Do you remember? Um. What? But you know what? I don't know because remember she oh, also didn't. Think, why didn't she want him to try sugar again? I don't know. I don't think she. I think the baby didn't like sugar. Oh yeah, he didn't have a. T- did he not have a taste for sugar? Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe that. that's what it was. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So the so they have a birthday party. There's meat there, and then Clara's like, no, he can't have meat or whatever. And then um. So you. So that all right? Because one of the uh, his birthday party was so uh, sweet in this way. Was yeah, uh, it was like a neighborhood birthday party. Yeah, where the, where the community was getting together to uh, celebrate him. You do see that he can't uh, be around other kids in, in the same way. He he lives kind of a different life because yeah. Clara is trying to protect him. Yeah, but in that way, he's also very shielded from traditional things. Very um, much not um associating with with kids his own age but the, it's like a he's back, raised by the community it's like a, a backwards room kind of i felt like um a little bit what do you mean um well, well we'll get to that in a little bit um but so yes yeah, so, so he didn't have meat at his birthday party and then you sort of get a glimpse into his sort of daily life um they show him at school and he just he has friends he you know he seems like a normal kid but then when it comes lunchtime one of his friends pulls out this like just really big like oh, deli the, meat. the mortadella yeah the mortadella like there's a big sandwich it looks great uh and then, but doesn't mort mean de- death sometimes de- uh, death yeah mort? i don't know about that i don't, I don't know, know what, what the, in the, in the meat yeah yeah uh gotta love that meat uh and then um so and then the baby uh what's his name again joel or no 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 Joel. uh no uh, or i thought you're talking about mauricio Mauricio, Mauricio is the the friend who yeah, has his a friend. sandwich. Yeah, his friend with a sandwich. And then uh Oh the the lead kid. Yeah, Joel. Yeah, Joel. Or, or Joel. Joel. Yeah. And he has uh a little like Tupperware with like fucking steamed broccoli. <laughs> like, oh gosh, yeah. Like a salad or whatever. And then the, the kid the friend uh Mauricio is like, Oh, why do would you how could you eat that stuff or whatever? And he's like, Oh, it's healthy, it's good for you. And then he tries to give him some, and then the kid's like, No, whatever. And then he, Mauricio's like, Try this. And then so, um, Joel starts to um smell the sandwich, and I guess he's just sort of like, But he doesn't try, try it, in that no, scene. he doesn't try it. He's just sort of like curious about it. Like, he, he doesn't, like, I don't know, he doesn't know what to think of it yet. Um, he doesn't try it. Um, He's very isolated and and uh, sheltered. Yeah, because he has to be because Clara really is doing things that she feels will keep him from the least amount of harm and and from harming others. Yeah, 
So, uh, so yes. So, um, you sort of get to see that he's living this sort of sheltered life, but also that things are coming up in his life that, uh, Claire is not going to be there for, you know, that Claire can't stop him from having like from, if a friend gives him meat, like she can't be there to stop. Well, there are times she just isn't going to be there and isn't going to see him and can't monitor him. She she can't 24 hours a day. Yeah. And she has a job and she doesn't go to, uh, to school with him and things like that. And, of course, kids get curious about things and kids want to try stuff. And he wants to play with his friends and, and engage in these yeah. activities that uh, the people around him are doing. And, and so he's going to start doing that. Yeah. So, like, and you wrote here that he has his, like, acceptance um, of of his lifestyle. That he doesn't well, see anything things, wrong with it. I think that since he grew up into them, he does. he doesn't necessarily know um that some of this is highly like, highly abnormal. like when you're a kid like i think kids don't automatically see things being wrong necessarily they don't think that things that people are, are taking advantage of them other people are treating them in a way that isn't right you know like well, also he hasn't had exposure to stuff like parties right or, or like well you said that the birthday party scene was like spider-man 2 i can't remember what what uh it was either spider-man 2 or 3 uh where they had the peter the, has the, the small yeah the yeah, small birthday the, party with just uh mary jane and harry and and so there's something very heartwarming and uh it, it just it, there is this huge like a tight-knit sort of uh, there's another thing that another film that explores what is family is it is it just blood is it friends is it loved ones no, is it it's, partners it's spider that's what it is <laughs> That's what family is. Well, another film where you see um, a bodily transformation within mm-hmm. Peter's, um, you know, going. Yeah, yeah, and, and like uh, also the the another the part that I was talking about that was kind of like backwards room is because uh, he has to sleep uh, in this chamber, so he has his, his regular bedroom, but behind this uh, bookshelf, there's like a, a like a hidden door. Open the door, and then there's chains along the wall. And um, a mattress that he sleeps on, but he's chained up the whole time um, because I guess and during full moons or at nighttime, he turns and he doesn't realize that he's turning. So he has to, like, be chained up. Otherwise, he's just going to, like, wreck everything. But but until that she until later, she doesn't give him a full uh, reason for why he has to sleep right. chained. So or... like, yeah, but like, yeah, he doesn't see anything wrong with it, or he just thinks that this is just the way it is. Because his exposure to the way other kids live was so minimal up to up to that point. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's why I felt like it was like you know like he, he had nothing to, to compare there. it to. Yeah, yeah. So sort of he doesn't know why or whatever, and then he's like, oh, or, or Claire is like, I oh, remember that tooth that was bothering you, and then he's like, yeah, well, it's because you've been chewing on this chain. Make sure to try to remember not to chew on the chain when you're sleeping. And that's um, that's another um, sort of thing. That was such a strange... Yeah, it was weird. Interaction, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and uh, But also, so we, we've been talking about this whole time, how, how uh, much this film is about family and redefining what family is, especially when we grow up. Uh, many of us grow up in this landscape where we're told family is just your mom and dad or just your your uh, blood unit or whatever. And while this film is really about blood in many ways, being that it's a werewolf film and that there's a lot of feasting upon blood and that blood is a very crucial um, component of this film, I, f- I feel that a- another really significant part of this is how family can and does look like anything. It like like it can look like two women 
in love. Uh, it can look like a mom and a son uh, doing dance aerobics in the living room. Um, it could look like a birthday party in a small community uh, with a little werewolf boy. So it's just, honestly, it's it's so much more, family is so much more vast, I think, than many of us are told to give it credit for. Um, and I've, I've seen that in my own life, my own chosen family, what, what family is, who my family is, and it might not always look like what we're told it's supposed to look like. Uh, but I feel that that's the beauty of it. And uh, it's just, uh, we grow up thinking, I mean, many of us grow up thinking that family is supposed to look one way. And films like this, even even though it's a horror film, which horror does draw so much from the realities of life, uh, it's just there's a there's a big truth in that. Yeah, and and um, that was beautifully put. By the way, this is a, a lot better than anything that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but uh, it uh, so like there is that sort of like we see it that way, and that's the way the filmmakers sort of made it seem, and that's the way that Clara sees it, but. Uh, Joel, uh, Joel, as a kid, sort of uh, experiences it a di- experiences it in a different way, where he sees like, oh, my friend's family looks like this. My mm-hmm. friend's family does that. They do this. They are able to do that. Why can I do that? You know, like this is what the uh, a family unit or whatever looks like outside of his. You know, so like maybe he feels like. Um, he doesn't get to have that. Maybe he's trying to figure out why he can. So like as he's having this birthday party, as he's, you know, sort of becoming older and sort of like that part of him being the werewolf isn't, um, is, is getting more difficult for him to sort of understand or, you know, like that's just taking a bigger part of his life now. Um, I think he sort of starts starting to question everything. Um, and, um, and yeah, so it, it is get, it does get kind of, uh, Um, Well, there's a natural curiosity that happens within uh, children and a lot of people bring that to adulthood. And of course, he's going to be like, what? Why? Why is it this way? And and start to want to explore that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So like this kind of comes to a a, what is it? To a a point or whatever, when um, for some reason, um, I forget why the landlady is watching joel right so i think, I think because she's working uh, claire's at work I yeah she's at work so mm-hmm. she, she she so um she leaves joel joel with uh the landlady and so the landlady is noticing um they're like practice she's like giving him piano lessons so they're playing chopsticks on the little keyboard and then joel starts kind of seeming really weak and kind of tired and and um and so the landlady she says, has she says always, later that he he feels this way every month right right yeah so the landlady is sort of like fed up because she keeps trying to get uh, um, Clara to feed him meat because she thinks that, oh, meat's going to make him strong, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so she <laughs> she br- breaks Joel's veganism. She makes him some steak that was just like cooked on a stovetop. And so Joel starts eating it and he gets like meat drunk. And then he's like, he's meat addicted now. <laughs> he's like super into meat and like. So he becomes angry, right? So like, um, after he has the meat, uh, he's like has to store all this sort of energy, and then um, he gets angry, like, oh, why? That's when he sort of blows up at Clara, saying like, why did you keep me from this? Why did you, you know, why can't I be like the other kids? Why can't you let me sleep in my regular bedroom? Why do I have to, you know, sleep in the little bedroom? I think that's what they call it, the little bedroom. Um, 
uh, what do I have to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then sort of, uh, um, and then that's where, is that where the story about the boy in the river kind of comes up? Like, cause she's been telling him this whole time, his whole life that she, she found him by the river or something. And oh, that's that why she's she taking care of him. Cause every, every time he, uh, turns, she shaves all of his extra fur right, off. Right. Yeah. So she's, so she has to shave him down and, um, also I'm surprised. And tr- trim his, his claws and right, things like that. Yeah. So why, um, d- when he shaved for the first time by himself, why didn't he nick himself or anything like that? That was kind of weird, too. I actually, I believe that they've been doing it for so long that it that became second nature of, to him. He's very yeah. used to what it looks like uh, shaving his hair off before going to school and trimming his claws and things like that. He probably picked it up from her over the years. And in, in many ways, uh, I feel that this film in with Clara, uh, with Clara and Anna and Joel and all that i feel that it's very much a coming of age film um kind of in that similar vein to uh ginger snaps which is another film i really love yeah another werewolf film i really love yeah so yeah really it almost changes genre a bit in that sense like it's still like a horror but like it it almost changes like the way it presents itself uh when you see it from uh, joel's perspective um yeah that you start seeing different different things matter you know it's not the same sort of a conventional thing uh, and this is where I put that it would have been an amazing miniseries that he would have just like, if, if they were able to sort of expand on that, um, that would have been really neat. Uh, but, but again, yeah, I think if you condense it to a film like they did here, I think it's also makes a very dense film that you can, if you are able to stomach it, you can probably watch it over and over and sort of find new things every time. But like this one is hard to watch for sure. As much as I love this one, I think I'm going to have to take a minute before I rewatch it because it really does. It really hurts to watch. And 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 it's very, oh, it's so, so raw. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we wrote here again about the um, sort of uh, the parts of the film. So I feel like this is um, uh, and then the generational sort of aspect of that so we won't we won't recap that thing that we just did well and also you know what also when we talk about pride and uh queer identities and and stuff like that um there's a there's this uh feel sometimes because of what society uh tells us is right and wrong and palatable whatever there's this um draw to want to um for for at least for some of us for me uh, it's happened where i want to change these parts of myself hide away be normal be palatable and um a lot of times when you try to hide your your nature try to hide your identity and who you really are it's going to come up anyway and yeah. so with clara trying to suppress uh the wolf activity try to try to change him and find a cure we we get the uh idea that she's looking for a cure for uh him being a werewolf like mm-hmm. try to change him back or try to, not, not even back try to change him um there is that uh suppressing of this nature and identity that this kid really is this is the way he was born mm-hmm. and i think that that is a huge huge theme in uh queer queer film queer lived experiences things that i can relate to personally where um i just think that 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 feels like a big part of this the fabric of this film yeah no yeah for sure and like but yeah like you say to that like there's like a lot of like suppressing who you are to try to fit in i feel like this the film is the opposite though because i feel like joel's trying to be himself and be more of of a kid or sort of live out this sort of uh, these sort of urges that he has to sort of like be a child and he's not 
allowed to. Right. Oh, yeah. Because Mm -hmm. uh, Claire is trying to protect him, but he doesn't see it that way. He sees it, obviously, as my mom's trying to stop me from having fun, from being a a regular kid and being able to hang out with my friends, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's a a painful thing. Seeing it from both perspectives in that way and seeing that. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And like, and and so like you, the, 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 we see the split, obviously, when he starts having meat. And when he starts, like, you know, like, lashing out at his mom, and then this is, like, it comes to, um, and then the climax of the film or the sort of, like, resolution uh, that we start to see is um, uh, they, um, he starts snooping through that box of, of, of um, honest things, and he starts finding out, like, oh, this is my mother, this woman looks like me, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees a card for the little boutique that... Um, uh, Anna was rejected from that for uh, the first part of the movie. Remember, so there was a little card from the boutique in there. So Joel uh, sees it and he's like, "All right, so I, this is where I have to go. This is where my family is, or like this is where I can find more information." Or, so, or his, his father, right? He, yeah, he yeah. Wants he to thinks he thinks his father is going to be there. So he he gets the card and he's and he and he goes with his name, his friend uh, Mauricio. They go to the mall. Um, <clears throat> Because that's where the store was located. So, and then there's like this weird, like fucking Robocop looking thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like it's, on a Segway. It's like breadcrumbs, kind of very fairy tale, like where yeah. he's been uh, drawn to this or like place. Or like you have to like hide, right? So, like in yeah. fairy tales, there's a lot of like you hide from the, the person who's chasing you or whatever. So, like mm-hmm. this Robocop, just fucking lady cop. No, like, no, did you talk straight. about that scene uh, where he and Mauricio were fighting in class? Oh, yeah. That's important. Oh, man. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm doing it backwards. I think you wrote I, I wrote, wrote the Robocop yeah. thing above where you wrote the Shakespearean tragedy thing. Right. Yeah, because they have they have like a show and tell thing where they have to reenact maybe a scene from a play or something in front of the class. So they have little swords and um they have like a sword fight in the front of the class. Um and um it the sword fight ends with uh Joel killing Mauricio. Uh, and then they're play fighting, obviously. So like Mauricio, like fakes it, dies and like. But the way it's done is, is yeah, so... it's very dramatic. Sort of like well, he pulls kid a red sort of scarf, thing, like a little rag, yeah, to show that he's covered in blood or whatever. Yeah, he pulls a bright red scarf after uh, Joel like uh, stabs him. You know, fake for for class as yeah. a show and tell type thing. He pulls a red scarf out of his uh, chest as if it's blood. Yeah. And um, I, I I told him after we saw that scene, I said that's foreshadowing. He's going to kill Mauricio because. That's that is that is Shakespearean. Yeah, and it had to be. It had to. It had to happen, and then yeah. it, that kills me. And it breaks also, my heart. like, I, and I'll say this: this is the grandpa in me, just like, just me being a grandpa. Like, I feel like that sort of acting, that sort of set, that sort of uh, the way they told that story in a sort of such a basic way of like kids uh, acting this sort of play out that is sort of foreshadowing. I I just felt like that was such beautiful storytelling and such beautiful filmmaking that I'm like, like I, I already can't do the whole Marvel super high special effects thing. Like you don't, but like you really don't need to have, you don't special effects to sort of like, cause like people's imaginations and people's, um, the way that they sort of, uh, consume that media like they can do it in a way where like it doesn't you don't need to have fancy sets you don't need to like you just has to be so the basic sort of story 
and told in a sort of like the innocent sort of standpoint of like the kid, you know, that it's all a play thing. It's all playing. Right. So they go to the mall and they hide from the cop. Wait, I want to add one thing, though. This is why stage plays can be so impactful with how how few things there. Oh, you don't need a set, right? No. Like, and, you can well, really you, just be. Like, or you could have a simple minimal set. set. Yeah. But there's there's a, also there's a very special kind of tragedy that happens among children where, where one of where a lot of my favorite films are tragedies that ha- have that happen to children like Stand By Me and Mean Creek and 12 and Holding and yeah. L.I.E. and uh, uh, My Girl and all these things where these mm-hmm. are things happening to children in very, very... Yeah, well, it's very like, yeah, it just sort of like painful condense the story or boil the story down to like a very like the core, right? Like the innocence of, of childhood kind of thing, which is what makes this film really sad. So, yeah, so they hide out in the mall uh, to the, and they can't find what they're looking for. And then the mall starts to close. So they're, they're hiding in uh, one of the stores. And you wouldn't think to look in one of the clothes racks uh, for kids hiding or whatever at the end of the night. So, like, so they just kind of hide out there. Um, and this is where it gets a little weird because they open just they just open the store back up to get out of the store to be able to, to walk around the mall again. And I'm just thinking, like, don't you need keys to do that? Like, <laughs> I just feel like you wouldn't just be able to open up a store at the mall, like, after it's been closed. Like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of oh, weird. I thought they weren't in, like, the food court or something like that? No, they went to the food court afterwards. Oh, okay. So, like, and also be, having, like, full reign or whatever of, of the um, of the food court. I would, I would love that shit. Well, and there's kidding? been other horror movies that have taken place in, in empty well, like, malls. Yeah, well, like Stranger Things, for example. It's kind of, that's another example of that sort of kids. In Dawn of the Dead, too, right? Am I getting, am I, the, the right Those movie? Those aren't kids, though. Oh, no. Oh, are we just talking about kids? Yeah. 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 And then, um, yeah, so, and then, so what happens then, uh, I think um, when they were play fighting, uh, Joel nicked Mauricio's finger, right? With, mm-hmm. with their, oh, that's with right. With their toy swords. Yep. So I think that sort of side of blood, like maybe like trigger. They didn't make a huge deal. They didn't make a huge point of this in the movie, but I think it's something that kind of stood out to us. Given that he was a wolf, I, I feel that it was less so the sight, more so the the fragrance Just of the, the blood. Just the fact that it was there. Well, he could smell it. Yeah. So nighttime comes. Um, Joel isn't used to. Um, being out at night he's never had that he's never done that before he's never had supervision um, so like he starts to turn um, well because you see the full moon through the yeah so the there's like a glass skylight yeah, yeah. There's a skylight um, so yeah so so he starts to turn and then it's just it's a really violent it's not violent in a sense of like gory but it is very visually intense i feel because you know so what's you start gonna happen. to see like a little kid just sort of turn and just sort of like and he had uh one of his friends had given him a, a little friendship bracelet at uh at an earlier point in the movie so like that like it just snaps off his sort of of his hand which is like a sort of like innocence lost kind of like shot you know mm-hmm. like it's just like really like dramatic and really sad just to see that and then um they don't show so like obviously mauricio is with joel at the mall uh and then you see joel looking at mauricio and mauricio being really scared um and then you see joel jumping towards the camera like to run towards the camera and you sort of get the point that you know that he is gonna kill um Mauricio. I think both of us were actually glad, like we knew this was going to happen, but we were glad that it wasn't shown they, in such no, a graphic way. Showing it would have just would have been too much. Yeah, I feel like that would have just like no, 
they, they, I knew that they weren't going to show it. Well, like this, this film like, isn't shy and it did happen, but but the way they did it was in a way that you could consume it and move on from the next scene and take it as an innocence loss type thing rather than as a very graphic visual depiction of tragedy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, after that thing happens, um, we cut back to Clara's. She's uh, just, you know, can't find Joel anywhere. Uh, she's flipping out. And then um, the she confronts the landlord the landlady who's supposed to be watching joel she says what happened and she said oh i gave him meat blah 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 and then um so she so clara is not happy about that so she she sedates oh my god it's another person uh like not respecting her boundaries again right, yeah so she sedates her uh, uh again uh or not again she sedates her to keep her from asking too many questions of like why did he you know, or calling the police or call, oh yeah she was, she was calling the priest yep. right yeah oh she was calling the priest that's mm-hmm. right uh-huh yeah because yeah. she's like oh you need to have him baptized or whatever so she's gonna call the priest and then so clara sedates the lady because oh but this is after uh joel joel had already come home and had blood all over his mouth oh was it was yeah that this was post kill oh, yeah, that's why she right. was gonna call somebody you're right you're yep. right yeah so so joel finds his way back home after you know there's a whole scene of of them looking for for joel and then so they notice that joel shows up but mauricio doesn't so there's this whole sort of you know mystery still uh out there and um and then yeah so so joel and clara try to talk through the whole thing and um Joel's not happy, and somehow he, it ends up that Joel puts Clara in the little bedroom with the chains, and um, that's not good. It's <laughs> not good well, that, that happened. I just brought up the, this film, this coming of age film called Twelve and Holding, that I, I liked a lot uh, when I was quite young, and it's another uh, tragic coming of age film, uh, indep- like an independent one. And uh, in that film, there was another scene, very, very dissimilar to this one, very not like this one at all uh, in in most ways, but. It was a scene of a child locking his mother in the basement after uh, after feeling as if he... Well, after she had mistreated him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in uh, Joel's perspective, he he feels that his mother ha- had grave, gravely mistreated him. Yeah. And yeah, deprived him. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's that whole sort of sentiment throughout the whole movie. And um, there's... Uh, the film sort of culminates. Um, there's a dance sort of... Uh, well, he escapes to school. Right? He escapes to school. Yeah, and then and the, asks that girl to, to the dance, the one who gave him his friendship bracelet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they're like, uh, they're at the dance, and then um, Joel starts. Um, to, uh, it's at night, so this one takes place at night on a full moon. On a full moon. So, uh, so Joel's at the, the at the not at the theater. He's at the uh, at the place where they're gonna have this sort of dance they're gonna have this sort of it's an outdoor sort of festival kind of thing like a fair and um uh so just like the day he was born right mm-hmm, yeah With so the this sort of marks that sort of marks that sort of like full circle kind of uh, a thing because i was thinking this film is so cyclical in nature yeah yeah so uh i forget what happens but so claire is still locked in that room and joel goes to school to, for the dance and so, so Clara can't find her way out of the room. And then uh, she knows that he's going to turn now because he turned the night before and killed his friend. Um, and um, uh, one of the co-workers shows up at Clara's house because she's not answering her phone. 
And she lets her out of the little room. And then she's like, oh, what's going on here? Why do you have this little room in your house? And she's like, I can't explain. I just got to get my gun and I got to get out of here. So she gets the gun and she starts rushing to the school because she knows that Joel is going to start turning. Um, and then she's going to have to figure out if he can stop him or not. I found another. I, I just thought of another Romeo and Juliet connection here. Because before. Uh, so Joel came home. She uh, locked him up or whatever. Um and uh, the roles had switched and he locked her up because she she said that she wanted the two of them to get out of town and start a new life because of what oh, had happened. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Romeo and Juliet were going to do. They oh, were going to yeah. get out and they were going to live a good life, a life where they could be free and a life where they mm-hmm. could not have those um, chains put upon them. Right. Right. And they oh, were almost out. Yeah, they almost made it. They yeah. almost made it. And that's what's so, heartbreaking about it. Yeah. So as Joel starts to turn... Um, he sees the little girl and like starts to chase her down and as soon as he's about to attack her uh, Clara shoots him in the leg um, uh, to stop him uh, and then the little girl's like covered in blood she's panicked she's running around all over the place so since this is a fair all the families are there and they're all wondering where Mauricio is because they can't find him and now they this little girl shows up covered in blood and she starts saying it was Joel or it, yeah, it was Joel. And then, so like they all, the whole uh, town turns into an angry mob, quite literally an angry mob. There's no torches, but they do have their cell phone lights. So they're flashing their cell phone lights and they're trying to f- find um, Joel. And um, it was an intense. Visual. Yeah, it was really intense. Yeah. yeah. So like they, they all rush back to the, their house and they, well, they lock followed, themselves in the little room. Yeah, but the the angry mob followed. The, yeah, the angry mob is following them to kill them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to kill because them. they know that the, the um, Joel had killed Mauricio. They and now he's trying to kill the little girl, so they know mm-hmm. they they feel like he's a danger. So uh, Clara too, though they definitely want to kill her too for yeah, sure. Yeah, so like uh, so they're uh, at they're trying to knock down that big metal door that's um, closing up that little room, the little chain room. And uh, um, that's a really sad song starts playing at that point, uh, which we'll we'll add we'll um, play it as our play out song just because it was just like really sad and just kind of like the whole scene because it was like such a like a Frankenstein sort of like the angry mobs out the door uh, right out outside of the door and you know you're just, everything's over so it's like do or die kind of thing like so I think what Clara ooh a lot like Beauty and the Beast too right Gosh. yeah yeah. Um, so like tale as old as fucking time <laughs> tale, tale as old as Joel and Miguel Lobo and so uh, yeah so so what happens at the end I think Clara um, is with Joel and I feel like when um, Joel sees her she she's like doesn't know whether he's gonna attack her or whether he's gonna recognize her and he put, puts his little wolf paw on on Clara's hand and then this really sad music's playing in the background. And there's sort of like there's this sort of moment where like Clara knows that she can't hide who he is, right? So and she he, can't hide who she is anymore. Yeah. So what's gonna happen is that she's just gonna let the door open. They're and gonna then, take on the crowd together. And they're gonna take on the crowd. Yeah. And you don't know what happens after that. Yeah, so the in the fil- film ends there and there's like easily like 60 people at right outside of their door so it's like going to be either this huge massacre or like who knows what happens you know so the in the film ends there 
they sad leave it up music. to you, but you you know that they're they're conquering this or they're tackling it together. Whatever it entails from there, they're tackling it together, uh, holding hands or a paw in hand. And yeah. also, um, one of the uh, we'll leave it at this, but one of the saddest lines I think I've ever heard in a film um, was uh, when she was talking to a turned like a a shifted Joel to uh, in his in his wolf form. She was saying, I know you're, you're incredibly hungry and because he the, the vegetables are just not sufficient for for such a carnivorous carnivorous child. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. That also goes against his nature. And she says, I, I don't want you to be hungry. And yeah. that's when she decides to unchain him and whatever happens will happen. And yeah. they they the thing is, is that they're together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's a very uh, in, just really sad and almost kind of sweet way that they ended it sort of like this sort of acceptance of who you are you know like and you have to sort of live out that <clears throat> part of yourself um so just just a really just heartbreaking well, it was but like just really an, beautifully done like an us against the world thing yeah yeah so like yeah and then it comes back to the whole thing of like they're clearly not blood but their family bond is like really strong you know like um yeah it's about blood, but it isn't about blood. And there's there's so many so many things that we could say about this. And it's such a, a meaty film, just like, pardon the pun, very much about meat as well, um, that uh, I, I feel like we could have a million episodes about this. But yeah. I just couldn't recommend <laughs> we, it more. We almost did uh, yeah. here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was definitely a very good movie to watch. Uh, um, it is uh, – you are able to rent it online through the, you know, your triple, typical channels. Um and yeah, just a very good movie. Uh, good manners, 2018. Incredible acting. Just the actors were just fantastic. Uh, you know, very interesting and and just not like anything I'd seen before, and not your typical kind of a uh, uh, monster film. And I really enjoyed it. And you said it was one of your favorites. Like, yeah, it's it's very good. So we highly recommend that one. Yeah, I think if if I told somebody that they should only see one film in their life, I would tell them to see this. And just one one more thing about blood is that yeah they weren't uh blood related but uh they were bound by blood in a different sense very much closer to bound by bloodshed uh yeah. enduring the the things that they endured and, and 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 fighting all these hardships to get to that point and fighting them together and there is that sense of community and family in that alone a different kind of blood so what do you think yeah no it uh, definitely um it, it just has a lot of different sort of meanings and there's like a lot of depth in the way that they chose to portray just your typical sort of what, what, what is a family kind of, it answers a question in a lot of different ways. Um, and even in like, like a, like a blood packed type of deal. Like you think about things like my girl where they both uh, prick their finger and share this, this blood connection. Um, it's just as interesting seeing the definition of blood and seeing that connections in, in different ways in these types of coming of age uh, redefinition of family films. Anyway, we should do the news probably because I could talk about this forever. I know, yeah, can no, I talk about I this could, forever? No, we're just going to give If you want to know more, you can uh, also reach us online and send us a message and we'll be happy to talk about that for hours and hours. Uh, but, you know, for the sake of the podcast and what we're here to do, we have to move on to our news segment um this week and um yeah so uh, our first uh news story that we have here is that rob zombie officially confirms that the next movie he's going to be working on is the monsters 
So it's a remake of the Monsters. You all know the Monsters from the 1960s. Um, well, just, we love our little uh, Eddie Monster, who apparently my parents think I look like Eddie Monster <laughs> because I'm a widow's, widow's peak. peak. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a little werewolf boy speaking a little werewolf kids. So oh we, yeah! Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not as sad as this one. I would not. I the don't Monsters. Know if I would the Monsters that. is not going to be sad. Yeah, I remember we also did. We also dressed up as a. Oh, that's right. We dressed up as uh, Lily and uh, Herman years ago. That's I forgot about that. Very good. So yeah, so it's a it's a it's a movie, right? Um, so the yeah yeah, and Mm -hmm. then uh, some of the names uh, attached to to this were uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, which is funny because Rob never has Sherry Moon in his movies. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Oh, not Jeff (laughs) not Jeff Daniels, which would have been incredible. Uh, and then uh, they said that they also have uh, Richard Blake, uh, Dan uh, Robot. No, Richard Brake. I'm not Brake. sure. That- oh, what the fuck? <laughs> this is Brake. Yeah, George Garcia and uh, Cassandra Elvira Peterson. Um, yeah, so we love Elvira. I'm not the hugest fan of, of Rob Zombie myself, but um, I, there's definitely moments yeah, I really appreciate. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I mean, we really love this series. So uh, we love the monsters. Hopefully, that- hopefully it's good. Yeah, hopefully it's we'll good. We'll see how it is. And um, yeah, and uh, but the, they said the cast is not fully. It's not. It's not concrete, so it could it could also change. So um, definitely uh, keep reading for more uh, um, updates on on that film. And uh, yeah, again, not never been a huge Rob Zombie person, but maybe you know maybe this one will, will surprise us. And yeah, so uh, Lissy's or is it Lysy's? Was I? I don't remember how or to Lisey's. pronounce it. Lisy's story. Uh, we just started watching that. That just came out this week. Uh, Stephen King's new uh, adaptation on. I think it was Apple TV. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. So if you have, uh, sorry, this is not a sponsored spot, <laughs> but if you have pr- purchased any sort of a, uh, more expensive Apple product in the in the last you know like six months or so, you are able to get a free year of Apple TV. So that's something to consider. And and yeah, so this this is the first show that really drew us to it because there's a lot of other stuff, a bunch of other stuff on there, including mm-hmm. some Snoopy stuff, which is my my shit. Um, but uh, oh, and that one show about like jazzercise, right? Was it was it, oh, was it Rose yeah. Byrne in that? Yeah, Rose Byrne. That looks that. really good yeah. too. So like all of this stuff is like super highly polished. Like this is like beyond. Like this is like movie level t- TV production. Like this is like insane. We we haven't even finished the first episode yet, but we did start it, and it's excellent. It's yeah, got it's uh, Julianne Moore. Extremely well. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite uh, good. It's quite good. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's and it's um, it's just interesting. It's just and it's done. Yeah, again, very well. The sets are incredible. The the film the filming good cast. is just yeah. yeah, it's nuts. So yeah, so that had its first two episodes were released on June fourth. Uh, I don't know how I don't know what the release schedule looks like for Apple TV. Uh, so that that's not um something that I'm really familiar with. Uh, but that's, I know yeah, that we don't know just, that service well. Yeah, so. It, I, I don't know if they're doing them weekly or, you know, whatever, but uh, keep an eye out for that. That is definitely very good. And uh, we obviously love love all of uh, Stephen King's stuff. And and he is very involved in this. Like, it's not just the thing where he just sold the script. Like, he's actually, like, well, really and he said this, this was his his favorite of his own uh, novels, right? Yeah. I think he said, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that's very interesting. Oh, did you already say that? Yeah. No, I didn't. Okay, no, we good. talked about this before, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, keep an eye out for that if that's something that you'd like. And yeah, it's, 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 incredibly well done just very tastefully done and uh yeah so uh last news story we have here is scream factory's house of wax uh yeah blu-ray there's, there's gonna be a new i'm uh, blu-ray is not my favorite i will buy them <laughs> if i must so this is a remaster it's not a new movie yeah but the, okay so house of wax is gonna be uh 
re-released uh, from Scream Factory. Um, it's it's such a uh, House of Wax had some kind of interesting types of reception where like some you either love it or you yeah, hate it. So like it came out like when we were. It's in a remake, school, obviously. Right? Like. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, was it uh, 2005? I believe it came out. There, is that yeah? So uh, um, I I actually think I rented that one. I don't think I saw it in theaters for some reason. Um, but yeah, we, if I mean I love Paris Hilton. There's going to be an extra interview. Um, I think with her on this DVD yeah, like release. Yeah, newer, newer interview. Um, like I said, you either love it or you hate it. This is a, a very beloved remake. Um, in a lot of people's hearts, though. Yeah, and so it's, it's a 2K uh rescan, I guess. So they're gonna upscale it. Um, the, the interview with Paris Hilton, they're, they're calling it Die My Darling. Oh, um, I, well, wait, Die My Darling. I thought, isn't that like a film that she's doing uh, herself, like a horror film? I thought I read about her doing this other horror film that she's uh, doing by herself. Not by herself, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think she's doing a movie soon. Another horror movie is what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's got, yeah, it's got a bunch of. Uh, it's got a lot of it's features. It's got a gag reel. I love That's gag reels. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna buy it just for the gag reel. Buy the hell out of this. We love. I mean, I I personally I, love Paris. Hilton. I would watch a movie called Gag Reel where it's just gag reel. From it doesn't even have to be from multiple things. It can just be from one thing. One. The just gag reel is just a gag reel of gag the gag reel. <laughs> yeah, love that shit. That's, yeah, so that's this my is, next project. I think this is gonna be a really cool release. Um, obviously, if you love Paris, um, like like I do, I won't speak for you. He he doesn't love Paris like I do. I don't. Um, I don't dislike Paris. I, I I love her. I feel like I can't watch that show though, where they go to the country or whatever. Well, I, I like that show. I know. Yeah, I know. I know you like that I, show. I really you made me watch that show. We paid for that okay. show. We have to buy these episodes. Are you kidding? I, so anyway, that's gonna do it for our news segment this week. And uh, right before we sign off, we know we always have uh, a segment each week um, titled, Listen to Your Parents. While no one is perfect, you should consider that your parents are telling you what to do for a very good reason. They have been around for much longer than you have, and they might know some things uh, that, about you that you have yet to discover about yourself. When they ask you to eat your vegetables and stay away from meat and sugar, they're just trying to keep make sure that you get your nutrients and uh, to make sure that you don't turn into a bloodthirsty monster and unknowingly kill your best friend. So please listen to your parents and stop biting your chains. This has been uh, it for this uh, very long episode of Come Wander With Me. Uh, again, you can find uh, Dylan at uh, Twitter at um, RIP Video Heaven. And I'm on Twitter as well uh, at Morgan Felix with two X's. And I'm also at MorganFelix.com. Uh, please be sure to follow our socials uh, at Commander Pod, especially uh, TikTok, because that's where all the kids are. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you feel inclined to, please leave us a nice little review uh, on um, Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out a lot. And thank you so much to all the people that have been leaving reviews. We really, really, really appreciate it. Well, and, and once again, uh, I, I feel like I should also say happy Pride again yes. to my, my fellow queer babies. Yes. Happy um, Pride. Happy Pride. Make Be sure safe. you're staying safe. Uh, no corporations and no cops at Pride. Uh, this has been it for uh, Commando with me. Sweet dreams. Sobramos nós dois, te protegerei. Sobramos nós dois, te protegerei.